Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. You can hear that fantastic giggle. We have Lindsay here from the Almost 30 podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Also, by the way, I think I've taken one of your soul cycle classes. Really? I think I think I I mean, no, no, no. Like, 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 like a while ago. How long have you been teaching? 
Four years. Okay. Four yeah, and a half, yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I shot a movie in Santa Monica and I asked mm-hmm. Krista, I was like, does she teach in Santa Monica a lot? And she was like, yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, and yeah, no, I've been, I've been. That was me. Yeah. I don't really remember. It was like 7 a.m. Yeah. That's and I went right. straight to work and then I, yeah, I probably didn't say hi. I probably skipped the <laughs> cool down. I was that asshole. And I was like, deuces. <laughs> and I left bye, bye. and I showered and like beat all the moms there. That's actually the number one thing at SoulCycle. That's kind of like, we need, we need like rules and regulations yeah. because the shower lines. Oh my God. And like just the politics in the shower lines. Oh yeah. You can, you can cut. There are no rules. There you can are get rid of people's rules. shit. Someone will be like, excuse me, I'm so sorry. Like I have to take a shit. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, oh yeah, go ahead. And then she'll slip into the shower yes. stall. And oh. they're like, wait. She's like, no, I'm going to take a shit in the shower Bruce stall. Was, I'm just going to poop in the shower. <laughs> I'm just going to do it here. <laughs> it's happened. It is vicious. <laughs> Would you ever do it? What? Poop, poop in, in a shower? shower? No. Someone no. did it once. Are you at fucking Soul Cycle. We still don't me? know who it was. At Santa Monica? Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Wow. We have a feeling, but we don't know for sure. Because there are no Can cameras you, in the bathroom. But they not like stomp it down the drain? No, we had to have our cleaning staff go in and oh, like that was with a, a little shovel. That was a thing on Broad City. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Really? Because Abby, yeah, Abby worked at a fitness place and she had to go clean up the poop because <gasps> somebody had pooped in the shower. Stop. <laughs> but it's like a statement. Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. yeah. you don't know who's it is. You too. It's like, it's like a little bit of, I don't, like marking your territory, kind but, kind of, but, of, but like, but you have to like position yourself. If you're in a shower stall, you have to like consciously you relax squat. your body enough. You have to <laughs> and you gotta open get, like, your down. cheeks. Yeah, you gotta get yeah. down. Yeah, I know. Wow, it's all right. I feel bad because they're probably really troubled. Well, or, uh, or they could have, um, <clears throat> what is it, colitis, where it just comes out and you can't move and totally. it just happens. Yeah, but if it's solid, it was solid. It was you like know? the banana one that Oprah says you should have. It's like, well, good for that. It's like a banana. Mm, that's great. Wow. <laughs> that's how I learned about my poop from Oprah and uh, Dr. Oz. Dr. Yeah. Dr. Oz, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. Um, well, I don't know how to intro you past poop. <laughs> Melissa's here as always, guys. Hello. I wasn't even going to try and be like, well, speaking of. Speaking of being the shit. Yes. That's perfect. Okay, great. Perfect. perfect. Love it. Uh, This is an advice podcast. It's called Don't Blame Me. I probably already said that. Um, And you guys call in. You leave us voicemails. And uh, we're going to give some advice. And the phone number, if you want to call in, is 310-694-0976. And for our international listeners, we know you have problems too. Except one of your problems is not Donald Trump, hopefully. God God bless you, uh, uh, Canada. (laughs) You can email us an audio file at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, oh God, I just didn't even breathe that whole fucking time. That's pretty good. And if you're watching this right now, guys, uh, you can see my nice heating pad on my abdomen. So if I grimace, it's probably not your question. It's probably the cramps that are happening in my body. Poor thing. Yeah, I'm falling apart, it seems. Shall we start? Let's do it. Let's go. Hey, Megan. I'm 23, calling from the Bible Belt. Not that that has anything to pertain to my call. But, um, so I have this best guy friend. We've been friends since I was in high school. Um, we kind of had a flirtationship and we like hooked up kind of casually throughout high school. And then, um, throughout college, um, we actually randomly started dating, I guess you'll call it. Um, on New Year's Eve, we were both drunk, like plaster drunk. Um, and just decided that, you know, we both really liked each other and decided to date. Um, 
we both have real feelings for each other, but are kind of too stupid to admit it. Um, he likes to tell me all the time when he's drunk that we're going to get married, and then he can't picture his life without me, and then he's so thankful to have me around. Is he actually meaning that, or am I just the girl that's constantly around? Um, the sex is great. We have a great, like, friendship still, even, like, there's no weirdness or anything like that. Um, I still hang out with him regularly. It's never been weird. We'll occasionally, like, get drunk and hook up, but, like... And never much goes past the hooking up other than the one time. So, any advice? How do I, I don't know, get out of the friend zone and, I guess, into the end zone or the relationship zone? I mean, is Was she... that me at 23? Oh, really? <laughs> I'll, I'll begin by just saying um, she's 23. Yeah. And I just feel like when I was 23, I thought as a woman... Mm -hmm that I was just so emotionally evolved mm -hmm. more so than any boy I was with. So I almost felt like she was speaking for him. Like, mm -hmm. well, like, you know, he, he tells me he wants to like be with me forever and whatever, whatever. But like the actual reality of what's happening is that you're hooking up when you're drunk and that's it. Yeah. And he's only expressing what you think is truth when he's drunk. And the thing about the drinking and trust me, I could drink anyone under the table at that age. Same. You know, like I was fucked up mm -hmm. most of the time. Um, but what tends to happen is like you're drinking. Um, you get loosey goosey. I mean, I remember falling in love with people that I would see in the daylight and I'm like, ah, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then the days that follow, I would always be pretty low and depressed. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't necessarily because of what happened. It was because I was hungover. My body wasn't able to recover. I was dehydrated. Um, I didn't get enough sleep. So like these symptoms of depression would set in and then my anxiety would rise. And then I would begin to like think about things that weren't really real about the um, relationship between me and that guy. Mm -hmm. um, and I just don't think boys will ever care as much, at least at that age, about what's going on. Yeah. So for him, it's like, we're going to have sex and have a good time when we're drunk. But otherwise, like I'm, I mean, he's at the very, he's like a little prince. He's like at the very beginning stages of building his kingdom and he has no, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I think it could be one of two things. I think it could totally be like, you guys are only hooking up when you're drunk. And I, I definitely like, I don't know. Everyone's like been there where you're like, okay, cool. This is kind of like, it's kind of like the same deal that you make. You're like, if we turn 40 and both of us are like not married, like we'll just get married to each other. So it's kind of like, if you're not interested in other people that night, like you can always like, mm -hmm. you know, get, get jiggy with somebody that you've already have been with. But at the same time, I think like sometimes drinking, I mean, really drinking really lowers your inhibition and like you can sometimes be more honest and upfront. Mm -hmm. Like my boyfriend, when we started dating, the first time he told me he loved me, the first maybe nine times was drunk. And then like nine times. Yeah, first like, oh, they, he said it a lot. And I was like, please stop saying that. Please stop saying that. <laughs> I was like, shh, 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 shh. Um, and he tried to tell me, the first time he tried to tell me sober, I was like, hey, let me cut you off right here. Why don't we be exclusive? And he was like, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> I was like, just the, just the, one yeah, step at a time. I'll give you this right now. And he was like, okay, I've already been doing that. I'm like, but we know I haven't. So, <laughs> um, but like, so that at least like for us, like I think we were probably a lot more honest with our feelings at that point. And for him and I, similar to how they were or they mm. are, him and I were really good friends. So like yeah. it took kind of a level of like just taking the edge off 
because both of us were really afraid of fucking up our friendship mm. because like I think I think there's also comes with like I'm very quick to like not quick to like but most of the people that I've really fallen for have been friends but I think like you that tends to be more of a slow burn and mm. you get to be a little bit more guarded because you don't you don't you think like oh well if you haven't already if we didn't already like right off the bat when we first met like be like we're into each other like are we actually really that into each other like why is it these feelings like took so long to develop like that insecurity can come on so i i would just say like i think you need to like evaluate his sober like how he treats you when he's sober because mm -hmm. i think if he treats you kind of just like a friend like fuck boy thing but if he's like nervous around you and like is just I don't know like that kind of like crush thing and like it's a little awkward I'd say that's probably better mm -hmm. because that means like he's thinking like oh okay I that's what I that what I said last night like that's how I feel but like let me see how she's oh. kind of responding to it so I think you need to not be think you need to like let your guard down and not be cool girl and just like say how you feel sober and start that conversation and who knows how he'll feel but like I think the fact that you guys have kind of remained friends is a good sign, but there, yeah, I think there's also, I think you've got a 50, 50 chance that he's. Yeah. And I think like maybe even inviting him to do things sober. Yeah. Like, Hey, like going to pick pumpkins, like whatever yeah. it is, like, mm -hmm. just like want to come along, like very casual. And yeah. I don't think it's a cool girl. I think it's just like, you know, thinking of him mm -hmm. in ways. So like, sometimes I feel like if girls kind of pour their heart in a moment. Guys don't know how to metabolize oh, the yeah. information. So even if it's just kind of letting him know when you both are sober, like, Hey, you want to grab lunch? Like, or whatever, maybe she'll get a sense of kind of where his head and his heart is at. Yeah. But Cause you might eat, just right. be like taking out your territory, waiting for the other person to make the first move. Mm -hmm. And so I think how he responds to you yeah, like you don't have to preface it as a date, but like asking him to go to lunch and his response there, then you'll be able to be like, okay, do I want to tell him I have actual feelings for him? Like you're going to be able to tell if he has those feelings for you back. Um, but I think, yeah, I think I had plenty of relationships start from like being drunk hooking up and then like that. But Same. then I also had a lot of like drunk hookup friends that didn't go, it didn't go anywhere like that. Mm -hmm. So I think the in order to preserve your friendship too, I would just do it sooner rather than later. Cause it just gets messy. Completely agree. It's like, what if he gets drunk and hooks up with some other girl and then you're like, oh, but I and thought this. Yeah. You have to have those conversations sober. Otherwise no one, nobody will remember. And then you can't hold anyone to anything. Completely agree. Yeah. Unless you want to blackmail them. <laughs> Kidding. Don't, do it. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't take that advice. No, don't take that advice. But uh, let us know how it goes. Yeah. I'd sweet. love to hear what happens. Yeah. Uh, to be 20. I still feel like I'm 23. Did you know I'm not 23? You're not 23. No, I, oh, I always think I'm 22 or 23. <laughs> 25. Where did, what happened in 24? 24 was a shit year. I can't tell you what I was doing. Then, so I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing either. I think so. I think too, the, I, just the last thing, like, I think at that age, I was so living for that other person, whatever they were, whether it was mm -hmm. a fuck buddy, whether it was a boyfriend, whether it was someone I was crushing on. And I, so much of my headspace was just kind of making sure that they were okay. That like, I don't mm -hmm. know, I was just all consumed. So what I would say too, is that like, I do think guys kind of like, um, find it attractive when girls are like doing their thing. So yeah. like take care of yourself yeah. throughout this thing. Like, so, you know, 
if you have something you want to pursue or a project you're working on, whatever it is, doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. I think for him to see you doing those types of things too, will kind of like make him perk mm-hmm. up like, Oh, what are you doing over there? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Cause friends, there, there can be like a lack of urgency of like stealing the deal when you're friends yes. with somebody. Yeah. Cause you're like, no, oh, they're always around. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not always around. Completely. Maybe you're not. Maybe you can lie too. Yeah. I would <sighs> always lie about like, I'm out of town. I'm hella busy. Yeah. <laughs> Super busy. Sitting at home and you're sweating. Telling all my neighbors. Yeah. I'm like, if anyone, yeah, no, I did that to my boyfriend. I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm going to be out of town. And he's like, I have your calendar still hooked up to my phone because he used to work with me. And he's like, you're not anywhere. And I was like, oh, okay, well. Stop being a stalker. <laughs> exactly, that's what I was like, get the fuck out of here, babe. <laughs> Deuces. He still will not let me live down. He's like, I was a fuck boy. I you are going to say he still does not leave me alone. No, 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 <laughs> well, I'm, now, I'm annoying now. I'm going to be like, hello, hang out with me. And he's like, shh, shh, shh. stop talking so much. Uh, well, okay. You're going to be fine. Let us know what happens, yeah. though. Would love to hear it. Mm. On to the next. Hey, Megan. Um, I'm 20 years old. I'm a junior in college. <clears throat> and I, in my freshman year of college, I met the love of my life. Like, I love him more than I've loved anyone in my life. I mean, I don't know. Like, I want to marry him. And <clears throat> I just get along with him so well. We, like, connect on so many levels. And we have great conversations. We've been dating for almost two years, and I'm still just madly in love with him. And this past summer, we moved in together in an apartment, and it's been, like, great. Like, I still love him. Like, he, like obviously, things annoy me, but, like, I'm still just, like, so in love with him. But, like, being on our own, like, you know, we kind of, like, struggled a little bit. And I guess we both started just, like fast food and, like, not being able to, like, eating. eating really afford like healthy grocery all the time or I mean we could but like it was just so much to just go and get food and we've gained like a lot of weight and I've always been insecure about my body so I have recently just like changed like the way I eat like I'm eating healthier and I'm going to the gym every day and I'm like trying to work and make myself like feel better about myself and feel healthy but he's not really following that and I've kind of become less attracted to him physically which kind of makes me upset because I really love him and I love his personality and I love like everything about him, but I'm just becoming like less attracted to him and that makes me upset. And I try to like offer to go like for him to go to the gym with me and offer to like go on walks together or something. We have a puppy. So I always ask if he wants to go on a walk and he never really wants to. I make him food, but he doesn't eat it. And I really don't know what else to do because I love him and I want to stay with him. But I don't really know what to do if I'm not like physically and sexually attracted to him, attracted to him. So if you have any advice about this, please let me know. Thank you. Bye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My heart. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, okay. So my first thing is I would cut yourself some slack because I don't necessarily think, uh, it's an appearance thing. I, at least for me, I think like it's taking care of yourself. There's nothing less attractive then somebody doesn't take care of themselves. Also because like as um, women too, like you kind of like, we're very good at seeing big pictures where if I'm like, okay, if you're not taking care of yourself right Mm. now, how are you taking care of yourself in 10 years? And also how are you going to take care of kids? Like, how is this going to be? It's just, it's not valuing your life. It's just like, I don't know. I think like being very unhealthy is just, it's, it's selfish. And in that sense, when you're in a relationship, you're like, I don't not, 
It's not what I want mm -hmm. for you. I want you to want to be around for as long as possible. But I mean, I don't even, I don't, I don't know how you bring that up. Well, I think too, um, as a, and I mean, 20 years old, so yeah. young. And I feel like boys at that age are one still so close to the time when they were having to answer to a mom. Mm -hmm. And so like when, you know, the girlfriend is, even if she's saying it in the nicest way and from, and it sounds like she's just like, I love you so much. Like, please. Mm -hmm. I just feel like all they hear is kind of the demand and just the like nagging. the bossing around and the nagging. Yeah. And, and so I, I do think men feel empowered when they kind of find the answer on their own. Mm -hmm. And I don't know necessarily what that would, what that would look like in this context. But I, one, I would just encourage you to continue doing what you're doing and maybe settle down on, on asking him to do all the things mm -hmm. with you and just see if that makes a difference. Cause I have a little brother too, where like, if I tell, I'm like, Hey, you should really go to like this meditation course. <laughs> and he's like, no. And literally I s stopped saying it for three weeks. He signed up. Yeah. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Cause like they have, they have this sense. They're it's very the ego. Yeah. It's the ego. And they just like, they know what they should do, mm -hmm. but if anyone's telling them to do it, it's very hard for them to do that. But, um, yeah, I completely agree with you. I think her, her not being attracted to him is the fact that he's not taking care of himself. I don't think it's necessarily the physical yeah. fully. Um, mm, that's so hard. Yeah. I think if you want, if you feel like bringing it up to him, I think the way to do it is just having like a conversation with him and being like, Hey, you know how much I love you. And I really like value our relationship and it means so much to me. I really, I've been taking control of like really focusing like on my health mm. because like I see a future together with us. Like I want, like, if you want to have kids, like I really want to like be around a long time together. And like, I really want you to value your health in that way too. And I think if you need to say something, say that. I also would agree. I would say, hold back on saying stuff. I would, if anything, be more complimentary to him and how like, I think you're so cute. I think you're so handsome. I love you, blah, blah, blah. Because I think like the, mm. it's, you need to give some sense of like, it might, for him, he might feel like if he can tell that you're less attracted to him, he might feel like a lost cause. Like he might feel yes. like already checked out. But if you reassure him, like, no, I still find you really attract. Like, I still think you're so handsome. Like, I still like, I love you so much. And you can give him those compliments. Like, I'm mo so much more likely to like want to dress cute if someone tells me I look pretty. Do you know what I mean when I'm wearing that? But like, if I don't, there, there is a positive reinforcement that it kind of makes you like mm. want to do that. Or even like I, with like my boyfriend, like I would just, I go to the, like I'm way more into going to the gym than he is. But like, I would just like on a Saturday, I'd be like, oh, I'm like going to go work out. And he's like, oh, what, you're not going to hang out? I'm like, well, come with me. Like, come with me and come mm -hmm. do this kind of thing. And so doing that, um, and I would also just say, I think, I don't know, maybe the first conversation you have with him, he might be depressed. Like I he know, might have like yeah. something that there might be something else bigger there. And uh, having that conversation with him, um, I think would be a good one to have, like just checking in emotionally before you 
say anything again uh, about like him exercising. Mm -hmm. But then I also think there's like no better motivation for him to go work out when he sees how happy you are with working out and like how great that you're feeling. Like as soon as I started really getting into like working out, my boyfriend was like, I'm going to go to the gym because I feel like you look real good and I feel like I don't look as good right now. Like I'm uh, (laughs) going to start going. And I was like, okay. Smart man. Yeah. And I was like, that's nice. Like he was like jealous of the fact that like he's like, I swear to God, you're fucking getting stronger than I am. And then he's like jacked in three days. And you're like, what the Oh my, he's like, I lost four pounds by running on the treadmill for 35 seconds. Like, "Uh." cool, dude. Nice. So happy for you. That's awesome. Funny thing happens to girls when we work out too much, we hold on to fat. Exactly. Like, I love this. Uh, But yeah, so I think like giving him, uh, yeah, just giving him some breathing room. Like you said, I think he'll probably end up wanting to do that. But I would check in with him emotionally first. And I would also just check your like body language and the day-to-day with him. Cause I remember just feeling a certain way about an ex of mine when we were still together. And it's like, I would create distance. And I really think if you want to create more connection, like Mm -hmm. if he's sitting on the couch watching TV, maybe you like hop on his lap and just grab his attention. Just be like, I love you. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, you know, listen, like, I love you so much. Like just kind of getting into it and touching him so that he feels wantable, I guess. And really like showing it in that way, I think could be good. Yeah. I think it'll be good for you too, because I think Mm -hmm. you, you're, you're holding so much um, weight in the fact that you're, the sexual attraction is not like, is not there, but like you can be sexually attracted to somebody from not just like their appearance. Yes. But I think when you tie those two things together, I think it becomes, um, I think it just becomes really hard because like you can get like turned on in so many different ways, not just like by abs, like by like a really stimulating conversation or like if someone's so funny, nothing will like rip my clothes off faster than like a guy who's hella funny. I could not agree more. Or like anything like that. Yeah. Best of luck and congratulations on your like health journey. Truly, that's so awesome. Getting fit as fuck. Yeah. Also, they're in college. I think I gained gained 25 or 35 pounds in college. 20. And I went for one year and maybe three months. On to the next. Hi, Megan. I'm 21 and I've been in a long-term relationship since I was 15 and I'm happy and we love each other very much. And we're kind of just, I just graduated college and he's still in college. So, you know, we're just kind of going through life together. We support each other through a lot. So... I'm very happy there, and I've, over the years, kind of figured out that I am bisexual, and I've never actually said that out loud, except for right now. So I've only ever told one person, and it's an online friend, and we're really close. Like, we talk all the time, and she was really great about it, but I just don't know whether I should come out or not. I don't... I, like, my boyfriend's not homophobic, and my family really isn't either, but I just don't know if it will, like, you know, make things different or weird or, you know what I mean, because there is so many stigmas in being bisexual, and people assume so many things of you, and I have no desire to, like, cheat on my boyfriend or, you know, do anything, you know, like that or whatever. I just don't. I don't know. I just don't know whether, you know, and like pride was this summer and it's bisexual visibility month and it's just, there's so many things and I wish I could be a part of that community, but I just don't think I'm in the place in my life right now to kind of do that. And I just don't know really what to do. And I feel like a lot of people 
have this idea that like you should come out and like that's the only way to be like authentic but I just don't know if that's true for me right now and I just don't really know what to do so if you can give me advice or maybe even just anything to help me kind of be validated in my own choices because there is so much out there that is different and everybody has something different to say um that'd be really wonderful she sounds so sweet so sweet i'm gonna give her a hug um i mean i feel like we've said it on the show so many times like you don't have to come out if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. I actually have two friends who were in the exact same position who are in like crazy long-term relationships mm -hmm. and both kind of came, I don't want to say came to terms, but like both started identifying, like self-identifying as being bisexual. And they both struggled with it because it was the same thing of being like, well, I don't want this to mean, I don't want this to, which it shouldn't. Oh my God. I can't ever say this word. Delegitimate. Mm hmm I could have made it up. Delegitimize. Yeah. Like that relationship that you're in. Yeah. So, um, and both of them did end up coming out and they're both still with the boyfriends that they were mm -hmm. with when that happened. Um, and I think like, it sounds like you kind of are recognizing that. I know it does sound like you're pretty torn because you want to be involved in the community. And then, but you also at the same time don't feel uh, as if you're in the right place in your life, I think you got to have like a conversation with yourself and figure out why you feel like now's not the right time. Do you feel like it's not the right time because you're in a relationship with him? And that being said, do you think that maybe you don't totally see yourself with him for the rest of forever and that you'd kind of want to hold off on that for a while and then explore that later on in life? Or do you feel like you're not allowed to feel like that because you're in a relationship. Right. And like, if you want to be with him forever, then then technically, if that's what you're basing this off of, then there's never going to be like, quote unquote, good time to do it. Um, but I think that I always would say is as long as you're in like a safe environment, like physically, emotionally, that whenever you decide if or when to come out, you give give everybody in your life like give them the benefit of the doubt that like they're going to want to learn like there are these some stereotypes and things like that but if you love these people in your life and you really respect them and they respect you like give them the chance to show you that they're not going to be small-minded mm -hmm. but i would probably say no i think that's that's spot on and too like so you've been with him since you were 15 and i can just imagine that you are not you're getting to know yourself more and more and how beautiful that is. And then to be able to share that with someone that you love and is kind of part of what being in a relationship is about. So just to echo what you said, it's like, give them the opportunity to grow. You know, it's mm -hmm. going to be, it'll be um, interesting to see how he reacts. I'm sure that um, there's fear there on your part, but you know, I, we're all kind of learning the learnings that we're supposed to be learning in mm -hmm. this moment. Um, and I just, I would encourage you to with your family when it feels right, because I don't know, I just think that there, this is a moment in time that is really important for um, women to be um, just living truthfully and that doesn't mean you have to come out that doesn't mean you need to shout it from the rooftops mm -hmm. but just making sure that you know the way you're living is kind of sending the message the vibration out there that 
of what you want to attract in return. So if you're kind of holding back and not being yourself, I can imagine you might be receiving some things or people come into your life that are like, wait, why is this happening? Or Mm -hmm. what is this challenge? So just really opening up that block, I think will, will be helpful in it. And that can look exactly how you want it to look. You know, there's no, there's no one way to, to come out or live your life in that way. But yeah, I think give them the opportunity, you Mm -hmm. know? And if you're afraid of what that might mean and what that might like do and that, I think like if he isn't, gonna be cool with that or if anybody's not gonna be cool with that they're like it that's that doesn't change you do you what I mean like your however much you want this like your sexuality and your gender doesn't define you but it's a part of you and it's a part of who you are and the people in your life should love you and accept you in spite regardless Mm -hmm. because of being who you are and if you feel like you have to hide that you're gonna eventually that insecurity that that person wouldn't love you if they knew those other things it's mm-hmm. just like any other secret if you feel like you're not being like exactly said like if you don't feel like you're being truly yourself I just don't want you to then kind of be waiting for the other shoe to drop of being like yeah. you love me right now but what if this this and this and I don't you guys have been together for so long and like you he's not homophobic which like not to applaud fish for swimming, but woohoo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you need to do what is going to make you happy. Like you have to focus on your happiness in the moment and then also focus on your happiness like five years from now. Like that's like, I try and do both when I like live. I mean, I always live most of the time. Um, but like when I'm like thinking about decisions yeah. I make, I'm like, what's going to make me happy, happy in the moment? And also what's going to like make me happy or work towards making me happy on like a five-year scale of things. So sometimes that means putting things off and addressing it later down the road when I'm like, my brain's at capacity. I can't deal with this right now. Um, but then sometimes it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. It's going to make me, if I give myself a little slack in the moment, mm. then that means five years. If I do something later before the five-year mark, I'll still be good by then. So I think you just have to evaluate that. And, um, I think it's great that you've already talked to, uh, your friend that you have via the internet, how millennial of you. So So great. Um, and I think there's also lots of ways to get involved in, um, the LGBTQ plus queer community that aren't so forward facing. Mm -hmm. So you can do, there's like lots of volunteer work that's like done over the phone or done by like organizing things. If you have friends who are in the queer community and you don't quite feel ready to, brand your not brand yourself like self identify as being a part of it maybe just be like hey can I come along and help volunteer with mm-hmm. you can I use that like not to be like your like beard covered or whatever but like <laughs> having someone else uh to kind of like bring you into that community so you can express your support as an ally until you feel like you're ready to like as like a member which I think would be a good call yeah and any one of those conversations is not as bad as you build it up to be yeah. in your mind. You know, as time passes, I'm sure just the anxiety around it can build and build. But mm-hmm. I mean, any type of conversation where you are just more revealing your truth, I think will in the long run, just kind of take that weight off of your shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Do it when you're ready. If you ever want to at mm-hmm. all, doesn't matter. Absolutely. It's up to you. Okay, guys, it's time for a break and we will be right back. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods i cannot sing their praises enough specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I 
love the chocolate bliss, the vanilla cream, the caramel sundae. I have all three of those flavors. Sometimes I mix and match them. Sometimes I'll use it when I'm baking or I'll just drink it straight. And it is, they're so good. They have a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that makes it so delicious. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective 
Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Are we ready to hop on to the next one? We are. Mm. Um, I am 21, almost 22, and I recently dropped out of college after my third year. Um, college was really, really tough for me. I never really wanted to go. I just kind of felt like it was what I was supposed to do. And then I felt like I couldn't stop going because I didn't want to disappoint anybody. But then I basically like had a mental breakdown spring quarter and then I had to withdraw and then now like deciding I don't want to do it in the fall. So I dropped out, um, which I'm feeling really, really good about. I know that it's what I was supposed to do and I'm not supposed to be in school right now. But now I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. Um, I feel like my whole life plan has just kind of been flipped around. And now I have no idea where I'm heading. And I'm trying to imagine what sort of job that I could do that doesn't take a college education. And that's something that I'm actually interested in. Um, I know that you did not go to college, and honestly, that's something that I took in, into consideration when I was dropping out, um, just knowing that you're confident and successful and didn't do that step that a lot of other people do. Um, so I guess I was just wondering if you had any advice on how to cope with not being in college when all of your friends are or, you know, avenues that I can take to try to find out what I want to do with my life. Um, I don't really know. I just don't really know who else to ask because all of my friends are in university. But if you have any advice, that'd be really wonderful. Your podcast is the best. I listen to it every week. Um, I love you. Bye. Did you go to college? I did, okay. but I don't think I needed to. Yeah, I think... I'm not saying don't go to college. I'm just saying that like, and I have a brother who is not in school anymore and I just don't know if it's for everyone. And I don't think the one, I just think there should be more time and space to kind of really feel whether it is for Mm -hmm. you or not. We're just told you go from high school to college Mm -hmm. to real world. Yeah. And I just think there can be more space and time. Maybe, maybe a different form of schooling yeah. will present itself for her and feel more authentic to her in a few years. Yeah. You know? Um, oh gosh. Okay. I have a couple things to unpack with this. So first of all, I dropped out of college cause I was like terribly bullied. Like it mm. was like, I wasn't, I was able to make enough money. I my the whole deal was no one wanted, no one in my family wanted me to drop out but I'd been financially independent since I was 18. So uh, I was, which I was, I think I was like 19 when I dropped out. So for me, I got terribly bullied, like so bad was like, it was awful. So I left because of that. And I was able to leave because I was able to like financially sustain myself. I didn't leave because like I had a better gig. Technically, like I did have a better gig because I wasn't paying for school anymore. And I was making money from like doing all the internet things that I was doing. So I didn't like drop out in this like sense of confidence, like Mm. great, cool. Did it to preserve my mental health, which you said that you had like a mental breakdown and all that stuff. What I, if I had been going for anything besides acting, I would have left school, gotten an apartment and then gone to a different college and finished my degree there 
just not doing the college experience. Cause that's the thing I have an issue with. I hate the fucking fact that college is, doesn't just mean a fucking degree. It now means a sorority and it means friends and it means mm. living on campus it means like an apartment. It means like dining hall. It means this social aspect of college, which that's what I had an issue. Like that's what I couldn't deal with. And that's what I had a really hard time with. Yeah. And one of my best friends, she also, she's two years younger than me, had the like exact same experience that I did. And she dropped out and then finished school by living in an apartment and like got her degree. And that's what college is. But we put so much fucking pressure, which the the real like question here that you have was how to like deal with it with your friends and everything, which I understand because I got, mm. I love my friends to death. I got zero support for them from when I was dropping out yeah. because they were having great experiences and it came from a place of love that they wanted me to have the same experience. But I was like, it's not happening. Like, and now I have like... PTSD and I'm not like throwing it around like diagnose PTSD from this fact like I don't even I can't even walk onto a college campus without being like oh I'm hyperventilating like this mm. is like it just, and so for me it was like this is I'm a lost cause with college it's not this it's like yes it was these this these people and this school but it's like I can't do it at all anymore but like they wanted me to have that really good experience because they were having it yeah. so it wasn't like a judgment it was like I want you to have this too but if you, what you want to do requires a college degree you don't have to go back to that school and you don't have to like live on campus and do that all again you can have it like either live at home or have an apartment or do whatever you need to do and finish your degree to do whatever job that you want to do mm. if you don't know what you want to do classes are a really great way to figure that out yeah. and like community college mm -hmm. I understand the fact that like there is like exactly what you're saying, like there should be more time between figuring out what you want to do, though I do find going to school is a great way to do it, but it's fucking expensive. Like the idea that you're going to spend four plus years and go to like $200,000 in debt to try and figure out what you want to do. Mm -hmm. It's, that's not, it's not feasible for everybody. So doing like online classes or community college to find out what you really love because, or volunteer work too. Yeah, You can do volunteer in pretty much any field. There's, like, for example, I do like Big Brothers and Big Sisters. And if I wanted to help with marketing there, I could. So it's just mm -hmm. do volunteer work and, and figure out that can also help with figuring out what you want to do. Yeah, because you got to just there's the dropping out of college part. Like, I'm so glad you're feeling like confident and like great about it. But like, by no means, like, I don't want you to think like that's like there's the answer. No, it's not. There's yeah. still much. So, and especially like if you did go through a really rough time that like caused you to have like a mental breakdown there, you also need to focus on that. Like there's not really a cure all for kind of having when you have like a breakdown and a meltdown like that. Like if you get yourself out of the situation, it can be, it's exponentially better, but you mm. still have to do a lot of like healing and figuring that stuff out. And yeah, the road's not done. And to be totally honest, it's hella fucking lonely. Like I, all of my friends were in college yeah. and like, I was going back to like my friends date parties and being like, yeah, I'll be your date to date party. Like, and they all had these, like, I felt super left out because mm. they had this whole experience that I desperately wanted to have that didn't work out for me. And I was watching them live that. And then I was there being like, cool, I have to pay my utility bill. I have to pay all of this other stuff. And I just don't want you to regress back to like a high school kind of mentality of being like, I wasn't ready for college yet. So I kind of just want to go back and do like, and like live at home. And like, I don't know what I want to do. 
you have to take the same steps of like falling on your fucking face that you do when you're 18, 19 in college and just apply that to wherever that, that needs to be for you now and figure out what you want to do that way. But it's not going to, it's not going to just come to you. Like you're going to have to work at it and try it and figure it out. Um, and yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, the experience is like your greatest teacher. So don't shy away from any situation that doesn't have maybe like an end goal. Mm -hmm. Like if sometimes it helped me to think about people who I admired or who do something that really excites me, even if I didn't have the skill for it yet, but to almost like study them. And if, if you're lucky enough, be able to maybe intern for them Mm -hmm. or really just like get by their side and understand what it took to get there. And most likely it's an unconventional path, which is exciting. And just finding those like expanders for you. Um, so that like you can see yourself in them. Mm -hmm. And I think you are an expander for people in that way. (gasps) So I know you, you don't recommend dropping out of college. I understand that. But the fact that you are an entrepreneur and that you've created this, um, from a low point or Mm -hmm. what you felt like a low point dropping out of school, um, is incredible. And it's incredible for people to say like, wow, I kind of feel the same way. And she's been able to not to say that it's been easy, but I think what's so incredible now in this day and age, like you can be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there are so many resources for women, especially, um, I'm just seeing because it's in front of me, like to be entrepreneurs online on, you know, like digitally, like just being very creative. Um, and so I just would, I would get dirty in it and just know that like, you don't have to know what it is, but I think, um, you'll be getting clues and messages all along as you do the work. Yeah. So you have to do the work. You can't just wait for something to arrive. You really have to do the work in order to get the messages. Yeah. Yeah. True. What makes you happy right now or the idea of what makes you Mm -hmm. happy might not be that. And that's the thing when you, when you're kind of like your own boss and your own, you, you have all this control because college, as much as independence, like it's very structured independence. Now that this is all on you, you have to push yourself out of your own comfort zones. Like you have to do stuff that you might not really, oh, this doesn't seem that fun. This doesn't seem that cool. doesn't matter. Like you dropped out of college. You got to fucking try it now. Mm -hmm. Like you have to push yourself to do all of those things because that's how you end up finding the things that you like. Usually the stuff that you dream about and you fantasize about, you try it one time, you're like, fuck this. This Mm. is terrible. I hate it. And the way that college pushes you out of your comfort zone, you have to do that for yourself. And that was something that I, that was like a really, that was like a struggle, super struggle for me. And I mean, that's how I like made a lot of like my friends in LA was like one of my best friends, Lily, you guys know Lily. Um, I had no friends in LA. I had terrible social anxiety, but Mm. here I am being like, do you want to have no friends? Like you have to fucking do it. And I remember asking her to like hang out after we did a work thing together one time. And she was like, sure, cool, whatever. And I was like, like, yeah, she doesn't like, she's like, this is not as big of a deal to her as it was to me. Yeah. But like, if I had never done that, like, but if we had been in class together at school, it probably would have naturally happened. I would have had to talk to her because we had to do a project together, but you have to put yourself in those uncomfortable positions, which is really hard to do but you just, you got to do it. And then I think Mm. on a day to day, get, um, get a planner and like fill your fucking days with shit to like learn, take a coding class, take a Photoshop Mm. class, be an intern, like do all of these things. Skillshare is amazing. Love Skillshare. And like do all of that (laughs) stuff, figure out. And then through all of that, like 
get a get you get a job, get something that forces you to wake up in the morning because I for as mm. depressed as I was in school and I've like clinical depression, but like situational depression that I experienced in college, I thought I would leave and it would get better, but there's a sense of loneliness yes, there. Yes. And you also need to like, don't let whatever happened there that made you feel like you needed, you wanted to drop out, which don't fall you for it all. Cause I did the exact same thing that can't, you can't let that follow you. Yeah. Like you need to then take control and do all these other things and fill your mm. day and focus on what you want to do. And maybe that means that, you need to take a couple more, maybe it means you need a degree. Like you're going to intern for somebody or be like an apprentice to someone. Oh, I hate that word apprentice now. Uh, <laughs> right? Yes, I yeah, yes, I am. <laughs> but then you'll, you'll find out that they're like, you know what, if you want to move up in this, um, in this sector of like whatever this job is, like you're going to need to get a degree and you can get that done. Like, yeah. I mean, and even for me, like I finished school, but, um, I got a degree in something that I'm not working in at all. My degree's in biology. So it's like, I, once I figured out what I want to do, I happened upon it mm -hmm. when I, I just took a class for fun, that a screenwriting class. And then after that, I came out here and mm. worked on student films, like a bunch of them to figure out if that's exactly what I wanted to do. So you just got to put yourself out there and see mm -hmm. and try things. Just try new things. You're allowed to fuck up and fall on your face, even though you consider dropping out of college kind of a failure. I felt like I was under a microscope, mm. A, because I was like in the public eye so people knew. But also with my, my friends and family, like it, I, I also wasn't super forthcoming about why I dropped out for a while. Cause like everyone's like, oh, she's like crushing it on YouTube and Instagram. That's why. And so I felt like I kind of had to be, I was kind of like, a, I felt like I was a success story yeah, yeah. already, even though I'm like, you don't know why I dropped out. It was not because I was like crushing it and successful, yeah. but you're allowed to fail post that. Like you're allowed to like don't let anyone tell you that like, oh, if you take an internship, you better like really like this job or you better really like this job because you can't like quit everything that you, you can't keep quitting everything halfway through because mm. that queen, me, never finished, like never did any fucking sports team. I do one day and I'm like, hate this, done. <laughs> You're allowed to like figure out yeah. what you want to do by trial and error. And if you put so much time and effort, like thinking about it and researching without any like... <laughs> in-person practice work with anything like that, mm. you're going to get there with whatever job you've decided is your dream job and you're going to hate it. Yeah. You have to let yourself fall on your face a bunch of times and make mistakes. And even if it feels like you're the only one doing that because your friends are in college, A, they're making, they're, they're falling on their face in college because they're drunk, but they're also making <laughs> mistakes all the time. And then Amen. they'll graduate college. And I don't know any single one of my friends who is working in the major that they had. Like, there are Zero. so many, maybe, maybe the finance guys, <laughs> literally nobody. Like yeah. there are so many career shifts and I have like friends who even in their like mid to late twenties are having career shifts yeah, and things like totally. that. And you're kind of just a little bit, you're in the real world now and they're in that like pseudo real mm. world of college. So you kind of just got to figure out there. Plus what last thing I would say, get a job with other young people so I had my friend, when she dropped out of school, she had always worked in retail, went back to a retail job and she was able to have friends her age who were mm. also in the same place that she was. Cause like, you can't just hang, I don't know if your parents are in the picture, but you can't just hang out with them. Nope. You can't try and create a, a secondary community. That's not just going back to like your high school friend group and mm -hmm. that stuff. So create like an adult life wherever you're living now, if it's a place that you had your like teen child life. So you can have responsibilities friends and Completely. you create your own social circle. So you're yeah. not feeling as left out, which I did not do. And I would highly recommend it because I was yeah. so lonely. Mm, it is lonely. Yeah. And I just would say like, don't settling sends the wrong message mm -hmm. to like your life. Mm -hmm. 
like wh- whoever, whatever is listening, whatever you believe in, God, universe, whatever you believe in, it's just like it's sending the wrong message, whether it's in relationships, career, any choice. Just I think you not settling for something that does not align with what your values are, or what you want to do is a really good start. Mm-hmm. So just keep doing that. And I mean, you know. Yeah. Okay. Are we on to the next? We'll. I am 21 years old. Um, okay. Long story short, hopefully. Um, I have, I met my career, my husband in, when I was 14 years old. Fell in love with him. It was crazy. We broke up. He got together with this stupid girl, uh, broke up, and then we got back together. We got married. Um, and then... Uh, he's in the Navy, so we got stationed like 4,000 miles away from where I am from, which is Arkansas. And um, basically, not even a year into our marriage, he decided to text his ex-girlfriend, and I caught him doing that. Um, he basically told her how much he loved her and how he could, you know, not ever love me as much as he loved her, yada, yada. And the thing is, is that we looked literally exactly alike and we would probably be best friends if I didn't hate her fucking guys um so then about a year or two goes by um we try to get over that but you know it bothers me I have a depression disorder and anxiety um so that just gets worse and worse and then finally he goes home and he cheats on me um didn't find out that he cheated on me until later on, but then he decided that when he came home from his trip from Arkansas, he wanted a divorce. So I found out he was cheating on me afterwards with a girl that's 4,000 miles away. So um, basically, we, you know, got, we left each other. I went back home for six months. And then he decided, he's like, hey, um, you know, I'm coming home. Can we talk? Blah, blah, blah. And so he came and we talked. And, you know, I was never over him because, you know, I've been in love with him since I was 14, which is probably stupid, but, you know. Um, So we got back together. And now I am living in Washington. I've been living in Washington for about five months now. But um, the thing is, is that, you know, this whole situation, like, I still worry about him talking to her, and it it still hurts. Like, I still think about it all the time because, you know, he lied to me over and over again, and it's just kind of hard to know the truth. So uh, I guess my question is, how do you get over it? Um, or can you get over it? Um, I really appreciate you, and I hope this gets on air. It's my second call. So um, I love what you're doing, and I've watched you since I was, like, 12, so... Uh, thank you. Um, thank you so much for all those years that you've watched me and so loved sweet. me. Um, you might hate me for saying this and other people might hate me for saying this. <sighs> I know you've been in love with him since you were 14, but he sounds like a fucking idiot. And like 100%. There's no part of this call in which we started going to couples counseling. He's like realized that he's all of these issues with this. And like, we've been able to move past it. Like we didn't get back together until I was fully over it. Like he apologized. Like even that something (laughs) as simple as that, that, that wasn't here. And even if you want to call back and say that that happened, the fact that that's not in your initial call Mm. 
And it's your a, call was like three minutes long. And so. it's like a checked out kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. You don't want us to like him. You're not painting him as a good guy. Um, uh, depending on uh, if this episode comes out before or after the girl who uh, described the guy who murdered somebody as being a good Christian man, she could even defend a murderer. And you're not even like trying to talk up wow. your husband in a way that's not going to make us hate him. So your subconscious wants us to tell you that he's a fucking dick. He's going to do this again. You deserve better and that that you need to get out of the situation. Otherwise, you would have desperately tried to tell us how good of a guy he is, which we've had. Mm -hmm. We've had people call in with cheating issues and the defend defending their 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 significant other as they talk about it. And the fact that you didn't do that, that you're Mm, yeah, you're not you have no reason to get over this because he has not given you one at all. Any sort of like prolonged lie or any sort of cheating like that, that's for an extended period of time. That's not a, that's not a mistake. That's not like a one-time thing. And that's also because it's long distance. We've said this so many times, you only know so little of the whole truth of it. Mm -hmm. And you have nobody because he's in the Navy. Is that what it was? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have nobody on like, on your side, like defending you or looking out for you from where he is. So the only truth that you find out and you know, you have no one to cross-reference and check that with to know if like, is this all that there is? Anyone who's comfortable, like, I I mean, I'm I'm personally usually a believer in, in like once a cheater, kind of always a cheater. But even in instances where that's not true, that's because those people have moved past that before they started again. And you yes. guys didn't do that. Yeah. And the thing is, too, with this girl that he cheated on you with, it wasn't even like he went back it, home it wasn't to even Arkansas. Convenient. Yeah. To cheat on her. Yeah. Uh, and cheat on you with her. It's not just physical because he texted her. Yeah. That he like that. That was a complete emotional thing. The shit that he said to her about you isn't just to get a girl into bed. No. Like, that's not the shit that you say. Mm-mm. If he just wanted to, like, get his dick wet, there's fucking vaginas everywhere the fact that he went to somebody who knows he's married who knows you i'm assuming knows you because she's been an issue yeah and you guys have been together since you were 14 yeah so how old were they when they were dating yeah oh i just wow 14 is such a formative time if i think about myself i'm sure you can think about yourself at that time yeah transition lenses so you are actually i i think like actually living from that 14 year old subconscious yeah. like mm-hmm. it's it's there I don't know if you've allowed yourself to kind of move on from there because I don't think he is the type of guy to help you evolve um and that's okay like I mean I, I do believe that you people come into your life for a reason and you're supposed to learn certain lessons for a reason mm-hmm. I'm sorry this happened because it's it's heartbreaking however he is telling you very clearly through his actions, how much he cares about you and how much he respects you. And I don't know you, but you deserve so much better than that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I can just, I've talked about this on my podcast, but, um, I cheated on my long-term boyfriend and it was very, although, you know, circumstances are different, I didn't want to be in the relationship and I was acting out. Yeah, it's a self-sabotage. It was a complete self-sabotage. 
Um, in my case, it happened like a little bit later in my life. And for me, now I know how to communicate in the moment for him, Mm -hmm. maybe to sit you down and just say like, listen, like my heart is not in this anymore. Like I am, I'm so sorry. I can't even describe why, but, and like the sequence of events to make cheating happen just means he has zero tools to be able to communicate with you. So I just, it's not worth it to, I, I don't think it's worth it to make it work. Um, and I'm, it's, it's not cause I, this is kind of like my, with my friends, I will say when they're dealing with like shitty boyfriends and stuff, which I'm like the first one to tell my friends, like your boy, like the guy you're dating is, I usually try and get it in before they're official. So I can mm. like say it right off the bat. Um, is a yeah, is a fucking loser and is treating you like <laughs> shit. And you really need a fucking friend to talk to this about. And if you guys have had issues before, which I've, I've had that struggle where I've had a hard time opening up to my friends because I've dated people who've like done some super shitty things and then we've moved past it. But then I get self-conscious talking about issues. Your friends love you regardless. If he's treat, if the guy who's treating you well, your friends will be able to decipher like what is a serious issue. And Mm. then your good friends will also like my friends, Aislinn will constantly, if I complain about Mots with something, Aislinn sometimes will just be like, no, okay. I feel like this, no, you're being fucking annoying. And I'm like, oh, this is my fault. Like, yeah, it's it's your fault. And I'm like, oh, but you're my friend. Why are you telling me that it's my fault? But that's like what a good friend will do. So you really need to talk to your friends about this. You need some good girlfriends. And I think the isolation issue with you being like going Mm -hmm. along with him, uh, him in the Navy Mm. is also another reason why he feels like he can treat you like shit because he feels like you're an accessory. Um, but Oh, so this, the thing I was saying before, this is this tell the story that you just told us is not the fucking story. You will hear a grandparent ever tell anyone about how they met their husband or wife. Nobody has, this is not a happy ending. This is not a good story. You will not meet a couple who's like, well, yeah. And then he cheated on me. You tell me he didn't love me. And now we've been happy married for like 45 years. And it never happened again. This isn't a story of how two people get together. This is like the story. This is the first 20 minutes of a romantic comedy. The girl's heartbroken. She goes to a coffee shop. She like lives her life. She dyes her hair. She meets somebody else. She takes a yoga class. And like, mm. that's what this, this is like. The This is the beginning of a movie. This is not the fucking happy end. And you just any other person that you've been with or you'll be with this, this won't happen. Like this isn't, this isn't the typical shit that you deal with in a relationship. They're like, Oh no, everyone says relationships are hard. Yes. Relationships are hard, but like, this isn't the pile of shit that you have to deal with, nor should you deal with at all. And if you love him and you care about him, which this is like the other like reverse way of giving you this advice. If like, you're not going to take that advice. If you love him and you care about him, you are doing him a disservice by letting him treat you like this because you're making him into a shitty person, which that sounds like a harsh thing of saying like you are doing this because you're not, he's putting himself in this position, but you're allowing him to treat you a certain way, which therefore makes him think that he he can be that guy. Mm. And that's a shitty guy. And do you want that for him? Like, do you want him to be a, do you want him to have happiness? I fucking don't because I think he's an asshole. But like, if you still really have this love and these feelings for him, then preserve him as a person and don't, don't accept this shitty behavior because I promise you he's, if he, if you, hopefully when you guys break up, which, oh my God, if you lived in California, I will come help you pack your shit up in the middle of the night. We People can walk drive around away. just shirtless here. Yes, <laughs> oh my God. You've got, I will help you. <laughs> I won't be good at taking you out, but I bet we can find people who will take you out. <laughs> and like, you, you, you're you not gonna like, you're not gonna find somebody else 
who's dealing with this and then he dates another girl after this, they're not going to put up with this shit. Like, don't, Mm -hmm. don't be, don't be the one who don't look back on this and realize how much time you spent on somebody who wasn't giving you the time of day. And exactly like you were saying, like I, he's giving you, he's telling you exactly how he feels about you via text message to his ex and showing you with his actions. And those in the moments, it's the moments in which he's not under the microscope and Mm. he's not looking over his shoulder as how he truly feels about you. Not when he knows you're paying attention, not when he's in the doghouse, not when he's trying to earn you back. How he treats you when you think Mm. everything is going okay, that's how he's going to treat you forever. Not when he's trying to win you back. That's not, you can't just like make a 180 when you know that shit's hitting the fan. Like that's not how it works. You have to treat me well, all the, like you have to treat me well when I don't, I'm not asking you to do it. That's what it needs to be. I fucking hate this guy so goddamn much. And I can imagine you're scared to be by yourself and single. And I just, I, I've been single for a long time now and it's been the most transformative time in my life. And I'm not saying everyone has to be single for a long time or be Mm -hmm. single, but it's more so what you do with it. So I really think this is an opportunity for you to get to know yourself a little bit better, do things you haven't been able to do or focus on because you've been so wrapped up in his life and moving for him and being with him. It is really an opportunity. And I'm actually very excited for you if you do break up with him. I mean, this is like the beginning of your life. Mm -hmm. It's the beginning of your life. So yeah, it's there. You leaps and bounds. You mature as a human when you're single. Like the amount I took a break from dating. So just gotten like a terrible cycle of dating Mm -hmm. terribly, terrible people. And I took a break for like almost two years Mm -hmm. where I didn't, I think I went on one date. Yeah. And I think that actually the end of like the two years, I think I took a year and a half, not a single date not texting, like nothing, like not hooking up with anybody, mm-hmm. like dry as fuck in my vagina. I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm was good with and myself. <laughs> but yeah. like, was, you were learning I, yourself more. I, oh, loving myself. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I grew up so fucking yeah. much. And I also was able to like completely like strip all of these ideas that I had of like the people that I was dating, because when you start settling for shitty behavior, I went from one relationship to another and I would realize that like, oh, okay, I'm better than this. But then I would let someone else treat me like shit in a way that yeah. was only slightly less terrible and then terrible in a different way for something else. And so I would just gotten so accustomed to that, that I was like, I need to like, cl- I need to like cleanse myself of mm. this. So I go in with fresh eyes and I like know how to be treated and I'm not looking for anything like that. Like I exactly like you said, like the the time that you spend single is you grow up so twice much. as fast as you do if you're with yeah. somebody else, because you have to like, you have to become like a self-sufficient mm-hmm. person. You have to really like understand why you do the things that you do and how to like change and better yourself at the same time. And yeah. And I just think about like, not to be like a cheesy romantic cause I'm not, but like, I think about the person that you're supposed to be with and just like living their mm-hmm. life in the world as you're like wasting your time with this guy. And you could be going along in the rest of your life journey of being single and then meeting someone else and then being so happy. And then being like, why did I waste that much time? Like the more time you waste on that guy, the longer it's going to be until you are with that person who you're supposed to be. Cause it's not this fucking guy. Yeah. Not at all. It shouldn't be this hard. It's no, it should not be this hard. God, I want to give us an update. Let us know um, if any other callers we're listening have had any some situation similar to this. Would love for your advice. Call back in a feedback so she can hear it from not just me. Mm-hmm. 
um, and you and uh, us so she can hear from other people. Hopefully, like the success story other side would be great. And um, if you need a girlfriend, DM me on Instagram. I'm around. So sweet. On to the next. Or is it time for listeners, listeners advice? Listeners advice. We're workshopping the title. <laughs> and the jingle. Yep. Well, I mean, it's like the same segment, but different. Yeah, we're just trying to it's cute. Yeah. keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. Keep it real. I yeah. love that. Yeah. It's when listeners call back with uh, advice. Um, sometimes it's counter or sometimes it's agreeing with the advice that we gave from other callers. Yeah. Maybe someone else murdered somebody and they have that advice. I love that. Let's Never call I'm waiting for us God. to have we just have, yeah yeah well we haven't had someone that's who actually like a murdered that murdered no but, we okay. had like a I was gonna say like a fangirl murder like yeah. one of the people who like shows up like Ted Bundy yeah. <laughs> like writes some letters and marries him in jail mm-hmm. I don't think she listens anymore because I was very mean um so <laughs> the original call was um from the episode with Andrea Russett and um she it was uh the caller that she's married and has a kid and uh, mm. wants to get out of her relationship or wants is thinking sexually... about sex with other guys. Yeah. Okay. She was feeling like she didn't get to uh, explore sexually mm-hmm. and she missed out and she felt like she, but she still loved oh, her husband yeah. and felt like he got to like, he got all that crazy phase. Cause they started dating when they were pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. so this is somebody else who has their own advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm 23. I'm married. I have a kid. I've been with my husband. Um, we dated for seven years before getting married. And I actually looked at this exact same thing right after we got married. And I didn't want to explain it to my husband and talk to him about it because I knew it would kill him. And I knew that it would absolutely hurt him hearing that. But before we were married and while we were engaged, he actually went through that. And I've always been that. I want to settle down. I don't. I don't want to have fun type of person. And he's more of the let me see how many girls I can fuck uh, kind of guy. <laughs> um, he's changed. He's a great guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he went through that. We were engaged, and it hurt me. So I can only imagine how much me saying that after we were married it hurting him. And when he talked to me about it, he was just scared. He was just really scared of making that commitment. And I know the caller mentioned about how now he wants to have another kid. Well, I would say after we got married um, and I started feeling all that stuff and I was thinking, well, what did I do? Like, what if I did the wrong thing? Like, I love him and ultimately I want to be with him, stay with him and I want to be with the family with these two people. But what if I didn't make the right, right decision for me? I ended up just telling my husband, I was like, hey, I just need some time alone for the weekend, so I'm going to go hang out with some friends. And what I actually did was is I went and I lied to him, and uh, I went and just got a hotel room. Like, I went and just had coffee with myself for, and lunch, dinner with myself, and I just really took that time to uh, think to myself, and it didn't hurt anybody that I lied because it helped me. It helped me a lot, and I think I just realized that I was, like, I was scared. And I was scared that I just committed my whole life to this one person. And what if I missed out? But ultimately, I talked to myself and was like, if you messed this up, you would never be able to forgive yourself. And if you chose the option of wanting to have fun, or so to say, you would never forgive yourself for missing out on the person that you do genuinely love and the child that you want to raise together. And putting those kind of options between each other uh, really made a big, 
like a big impact on me. It made me realize what I actually wanted and what I didn't want. And it was just ultimately, I really think it was just a phase, and it was just a phase that I was scared about. And talking about having another kid is really serious, and the fact that the woman has to go through everything and the guy doesn't, and the woman cut out, but okay. you got the gist of it. Yeah. Oh my God, what a nice weekend alone. That is my life. Uh, would you Would you do that by yourself? I feel like oh, you I do would. it every. I do it. Wow. What's every it like, like to be so emotionally stable. No, I mean, I I wouldn't say that at all. But I do know I do it every year for my birthday because one, I just don't like when people are like, "What are we doing for your birthday?" What's your sign? I'm like, ah, uh, Virgo. Oh, okay, but I'm okay. Gemini Moon. That makes sense. But um. I mean, that's beautiful. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like spending time by yourself because I think as women, we're so nurturing. We're so um, worried about how other people are doing and feeling that we forget to like tune in and be like, hey, how are you? And she mm -hmm. like spent time by herself and she's like, I'm scared. Yeah, I'm scared. So like then you can move from there instead of like this alternate reality where you're just kind of floating and like free falling. Mm -hmm. I think alone time really grounds me at least. And I think that's really, really good advice. I don't know if it's going to produce the same yeah. answers for everyone, but, but I think, it, I think you're exactly right with that because she, so the, even the first caller and this caller too, both are saying they were married or they're, they're married and they have a kid and you feel women like you said we're inherently like wanting to take care of mm -hmm. everybody else and putting everybody else before us and when you're staring at your kid and you're staring at your husband in the house that you're in and the life that you're living you're like do i want to fuck this up i can't think about this this is me being selfish you need to get the fuck out of that house yes don't look and that's what andrea and i had even said like for our advice we're like have a girls weekend like mm -hmm. get away and then be able to be like, okay, I'm away from this situation. I don't have these responsibilities. Let me think about this now with a clear head where I don't feel this sort of like pressure. And then at the same time, the pressure on either end, it's either this is the pressure that's making you feel like you have to stay, but then also the pressure of being like, oh, I'm here right now. Oh my God, what if I don't want to stay? And you walk away and you're like, oh no, I do. Like, I do want that, but I just felt like put into a corner and I wanted to make the choice for myself as opposed like, well, the, one of the scariest things ever is just feeling like you don't have a choice. And then when you think about the fact that you do half the time, you're probably going to choose yeah. what you already had, but you're like, Oh, I just, I wanted to be the one to choose it. Yeah. I didn't want to feel like it was expected of me. And uh, yeah, our, our original advice to her too, is we thought some of the kind of resentment and jealousy she felt for her husband's like being able mm. to uh, like, like had hooked up with all these other girls is the fact that like maybe, and even this girl saying the same thing of like women have to do so much more when it comes to kids. And like, maybe there's a resentment with like a parenting and feeling like you're so much more responsible. Um, but I think also like, I am not, I don't like want, I'm not married, but I also like, I don't want to get divorced if I got married, but I'm also mm. not afraid of that. Yeah. Like, I think like there, I don't really necessarily believe in soulmates or one person for mm -hmm. like everybody. I think like it's the same reason why like monogamy doesn't work for everybody. Like we all grow yeah. and change and evolve. And like you can have really fantastic, wonderful relationships, whether they're just like boyfriend, girlfriend or girlfriend, girl, like any like queer, straight, whatever. You can have great relationships that can like satiate you and you can love them for a certain period of your life. They don't have to blow up. They don't have to be terrible and end in an awful way. You can both grow and move on into different things. And I think people think about marriage in that sense of like, well, am I going to be happy like 30 years mm. down the road? And also as a kid of like 
parents who aren't, I mean, like my parents aren't together anymore, but like, even with that, like, I think my parents very fear very much like, Oh, I don't want to fuck up my kids' lives with all of this kind of stuff. Um, everybody just wants you to be happy. And I think you need to know, you only need to know what's going to make you happy right now. And if it like, who knows what's going to make you happy in five to 10 years. But if you live, if you let all, if you go into every relationship, wondering if you're still going to be happy in like 30 years, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. You're probably not going to be happy, but if you just enjoy it and like, obviously plan for the future, I'm not saying like, who cares if you get divorced, but don't be so afraid of those things because I think when we're really afraid of change, then I find that we change in a way we don't necessarily want to. Do you know, like you just kind of can get like hardened and bitter, which like totally. I totally am bitter, but in certain aspects. But I think like, yeah, you just need to focus on how you feel. And that's also going to make you be the best mom and the best partner and everything. Totally. And just knowing that like you are in control, you can, you can change your relationship and kind of inject new energy and life into it whenever you choose Mm -hmm. to, you know, like I think people think when they get married or they have kids, it's just supposed to go a certain way. Like what if like you got a babysitter and came home and we're like, babe, I am like alter ego time. Mm -hmm. Like did some crazy shit And he's like, huh? And then that kind of like inspires something in him. So like, we're always in control of that stuff. So Mm -hmm. I just think, you know, being more playful in that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, you guys are still young too. Yeah, I I know. I feel so behind. I'm so behind. I'm 31. I don't know what I'm doing. Wow. 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 (laughs) Uh, Well, that's it for our episode. Thank you so much for being on, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. You gave great advice. You Mm -hmm. give great advice. You seem so emotionally stable. Really? Mm-hmm. I was in a fucking puddle yesterday. Oh, really? For no reason. And now you're not it's a like puddle. You're, you're no, ice, right? Or you're, are you but it's just, I'm very like, like, I'm very just like introspective lately. I feel like mm. a little alien, like floating around the oh, world. my people. Oh, she's, you know what yeah, I mean? Melissa's an alien. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're an alien too. Yeah. I can tell when yeah. I walked up. She doesn't, have, she doesn't have a belly button. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like Kyle looks fine. Wait, like a cat, like who doesn't have a belly button? <laughs> Kyle looks fine. It's a great show. It's actually a terrible <laughs> show, but I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Plug thanks, your honey. podcast and your solo endeavors. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I host the Almost 30 podcast with Krista Williams. Um, you can find it anywhere you can listen to podcasts. It's a blast. We have to have you on. Obviously. Oh my gosh. I've been binging um, it in my car. Thank you. That means a lot. Um, and yeah, I'm an actress and writing and just kind of navigating this planet and figuring Ooh. everything out along with everyone. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like learning so much right now so much. I'm, I feel very lucky. I love being here in LA. I think everyone, it inspires me that everyone's kind of doing a lot of things, you know, mm-hmm. I just am like, everyone's kind of an expander for me and I'm just like, I'm grooving. Love it. Grooving, grooving. grooving. Who use that more? <laughs> are we grooving? We're grooving. I love this team. You guys have a great team. Oh, aren't we the you. best? It's like very good energy. <laughs> We're yeah. pretty fucking cool. Yeah. It's really it's good. It's all girls. <laughs> no Duh. boys allowed. Duh. <laughs> As I say, it's hard being the superior species. Right. It is it hard. Is. It is. We have a lot to carry. Children, lots of things. Um, not all children, though. Not yeah. all women carry children. But um, uh, if you guys want to check out Melissa and I, our socials will be listed down below. And if you want to call into the podcast, you need some advice, uh, give us a call at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can email us at meganpodcast at gmail.com. If you guys want to check out our website, woo woo, don't blame me dot show. And uh, our Instagram, if you guys want to check that out, don't blame meme pod. Yeah, we've got 
special announcements on there. So make sure you follow yeah. us. Check it out. <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys. Oh, guys. Let me, um, also, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, the, my shirt is available at shopmarty.com. And if you are just listening to this and you want to watch it, we're on YouTube right now. I mean, well, yes, right. I mean, I was gonna say right now, like actively, but like at this, they're uploaded at the same time. And then vice versa. If you watch on YouTube, mm. please subscribe to us on the podcast app or SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast. Stitcher. Listen to both. Stitcher. Oh, Stitcher. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, listen to it everywhere. You can listen to it twice a week, three mm-hmm. times a week. The same episode Post. over and over. <laughs> listen to it full speed, half speed. Take notes. Zoomed. Zoomed? No, sped up. Okay, yeah. guys, I'll stop blabbing. Uh, we'll check you out next week. don't blame me is a production by me produced directed and edited by melissa demons post-production sound by chris henry production assistant julie carley and music by giacomo picasso and ryan hunter i'll see you guys next week and don't blame me if your life you know completely fucks up before then (laughs) oh